Welcome back to Dwight Explains the Bible. Today we're going to be looking at how Christians are pro-abortion and pro-slavery. First, we must figure out what a Christian is. A Christian is somebody who follows Jesus and God and the teachings of the Gospels. When God says something or God does something, the Christian must obey. They must support God and his decisions. God killed babies and pregnant mothers in the flood. We all hear the story of Noah and the ark, and you see the pictures of Noah and his family and all the animals and everybody's happy, but look into the water. You'll see dead babies floating there, pregnant mothers dead floating in the water with a dead fetus inside them, right? That's just the, the fact of the matter. If God flooded everybody, then everybody is dead. Right there, we have dead babies. So does a Christian support God and his ways? In Sodom and Gomorrah. God torched those cities, killing all the babies and pregnant mothers. So again, God is killing fetuses. And then in the plagues of Egypt, God kills all the firstborn. So God's killing all these babies. Then God orders his people to kill little babies. 1 Samuel 15.3, kill the men, the women, the children, the infants, and suckling. And even kill the cattle. You know, the cattle, really. But okay. God orders his people to kill the babies and all pregnant mothers. In Numbers 31, God orders his people to kill everybody except for the virgin daughters. That includes babies and pregnant mothers. In the book of Joshua... God orders Joshua to destroy five different cities, including, guess what, babies and pregnant mothers. Now remember, God is the same today as he is tomorrow. God's ways are unchanging. You don't know God's mind. God says, my mind is not your mind. My ways are not your ways. So all we know is that God is okay with killing babies and pregnant mothers. In Numbers chapter 5, God gives the recipe for an abortion. If your wife is unfaithful or you think she's unfaithful, you have her drink this bitter water. And if she is unfaithful, then the magic happens. It swells up her womb and dries it out and anything inside would die. That's an abortion. So when a female is going to Planned Parenthood... Maybe she cheated on her boyfriend and she's just doing God's word and killing the baby, right? When you bring this up to the Christian, the first thing they say is, well, it's God's uh, choice. God's a giver of life. He can take life. Well, just because somebody can do something doesn't make it okay. Now, does it? But what we know from the Bible is that God is okay with it. And we don't know his ways. We don't know his mind. To say it's only okay in this situation or that situation is crap. You can't say that. You don't know. You just know that God is okay with it. And as soon as you bring this up, if you bring this up to a Christian, as soon as you bring up the flood killing babies, 
they're going to start defending the killing of babies, which is the exact opposite of pro-life. If you say God killed babies and pregnant mothers in the flood, listen how quickly they abandon their pro-life standpoint. And when a woman gets an abortion, what if the Holy Spirit told her to do it? How do the people know the Holy Spirit didn't tell that woman to get an abortion? It's in God's ways. It's the way of God. God has done it many times. So it's very plausible that the Holy Spirit told that woman to get an abortion. So Christians are hypocritical virtue signalers. Now let's talk about slavery. As soon as you bring up slavery to a Christian, they're most likely going to bring up indentured servitude. I've had many conversations with Christians, and that's the first thing they said. Slavery wasn't the same thing as we think of it. It was indentured servitude. As soon as a Christian says this, you know they have never read their Bible. What is indentured servitude? Indentured servitude is basically when somebody owes a debt to somebody else and they're working it off, and after that debt is completed, they're free to go. When we look at the Bible, we see there are three different types of slavery that apply to three different types of people. The first type of slavery is for your fellow Israelites. People in the cool club, in the God fan club. These people are your indentured servitudes. These are the people that their pastor talks to them about. But the second group of people is a people that their pastor probably never speaks about. Leviticus 25, verse 44 through 46. It specifically says you can have slaves for life. When you buy heathens from the nations around you, you may rule over them and have them as property and permanent inheritance that you can pass down to your kids for life. That doesn't sound like indentured servitude, does it? So obviously the Bible doesn't just promote indentured servitude. There's something called the seven-year jubilee. On the seventh year... All Israelite slaves are to have their debts forgiven and they're to be released. For the slaves that are from the heathens and the nations around you, they don't go free. They are slaves for life. You pass them on to your children. Exodus 21, you can beat your slaves as long as they survive by the end of the second day. This most likely is, again, the heathens and not the Israelites. It says many times that you are not to rule your fellow Israelites ruthlessly as you do your other slaves. Then the third type of slave is the female slave. You can buy females for yourself or for your son. You can even buy slaves or female slaves for other slaves. So if you give an Israelite slave a wife... Then after his seven years, the wife still stays with the master. The children of that family stay with the master. So then the Israelite has to decide if he wants to leave his family behind or he wants to stay with them. If he wants to stay with the wife and female slave, I'm sorry, 
if he wants to stay with his wife and the child, then he must become a slave for life. Female slaves must stay in. They must not go out as the men do. They must stay in and please their master. This clearly is not indentured servitude. So basically, we've learned that to be a Christian, you have to be pro-abortion and pro-slavery. If you're not, then you don't support God and you're not a Christian.